Welcome to the Campus Talent Lab podcast, your go-to resource for campus recruiting and early talent management expertise and insight. Each episode focuses on solutions to one specific challenge in the campus ecosystem. Whether you're looking to amplify your brand on campus, optimize intern conversions, diversify your workforce, or drive improvement to any part of your student hiring or early talent programs, Campus Talent Lab has got you covered. Today's episode is Can You Dig It? Becoming an Effective Campus Recruiter by Being Yourself and features a discussion with Charles Martin, Senior Technology Recruiter at Intuit. Here's your host, Graham Donald. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm Graham Donald, uh, your host for today. I'm president and founder of Brainstorm Strategy Group and really excited to bring you a new series of of webinars really focused on the main challenges in campus recruiting. And um, with me today is Charles Martin, who's senior technology recruiter at Intuit. And uh, the topic I love, can you dig it? Becoming a more effective campus recruiter by being yourself. Welcome, Charles. Thanks for being here. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much, Graham. Um, you know, I shouldn't have probably looked at the participant numbers. That way I wouldn't probably get as much nervous, but uh, you know, I just closed out the chat really quick to help me just, <laughs> but we'll talk about this a little bit in the journey. So that way, you know, we can kind of see exactly who they are talking to. Absolutely. You and me just having a great conversation and uh, we've, we've committed to trying to keep this a half an hour. Um, which means I have to be a lot more concise than I usually am. But uh, and if we finish early, great. Um, folks, if we go a couple minutes over, then uh, it's only because there's great things to say. Um, Charles, just before we jump into it, uh, you know, y- you may not want me bringing this up, but I-, I took a look on LinkedIn. So you've got it out there in the public. You've been recruiting more than 20 years. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> I'm supposed to say that. I got to update that. Like I just came out of college. Thank God black does not crack. <laughs> I never would have guessed that until I dug in there and eBay, Motorola, Amgen, Bayer, and, and others. But you've been into it with Intuit for ten years, is that right? Yeah, majority of my recruiting experience has been on the pro side. Uh, you know, doing a lot of more senior professional uh, roles and opportunities over my career. Um, but just in the last five years, jumped on the university side and being at Intuit, I've been a consultant. And when I went to Intuit, um, just their golden focus, I just you know fell in love with the company and organization. And it was just kind of like, you know, they just wore brother down. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, okay, let's do this. And so um, so for t- five years as a consultant, and then after five years consulting, I said, yeah, okay, let's do this. And so got married, and uh, it's been, you know, five years. So Great. Well, you know, working, I think, with students keeps you young, right? So that's uh, yes. it's, it's the yes. right time for it. Um, so as we jump into this, I'll just point out, you know, I've got a number of questions for Charles. You're going to see them on the screen just for those who are, are watching. Um, but uh, just a note, if you want to pose some questions, put them in the chat. I'm probably going to look at them more towards the end. Um, but if you put them in the chat, make sure they're going to both the panelists and attendees so everybody can benefit. And if you're also attending and on the chat and you see a question you think you can contribute to, don't hesitate to, to type in some answers and so on. So um, as promised, our goal here is to in these webinars is going to be to focus on a very specific challenge and one particular solution that a, a, an organization or a recruiter has, has taken on to, to achieve it. So I'm gonna jump right into this. We have sort of seven questions. Um, some may have some overlap. We may get ahead of ourselves a little bit, but Charles, just as a beginning point, can you give us a sense of the, the big picture problem that you were trying to solve with, with the approach we're gonna to discuss today? Yeah, so just to kind of give you an idea of, uh, just so I can kind of give people just a glimpse into where, uh, where I was and where I'm at now. 
Um, so the biggest problem that, uh, you know, the big picture problem that I was trying to overcome was I had been a professional recruiter where I dealt a lot with just with a lot of more senior roles. Um, so I was never really having to engage except for, you know, the biggest engagements you normally would have would be career fairs, right? Um, you know, you're at a career fair, you're, you know, shaking hands, you're just talking about the company, but you're never on the platform where you're actually having to have full on discussions with groups of people and trying to sell the organization. Uh, in large, you know, in large crowds, because with early career hiring, it's high volume, right? Um, so making a switch in about like five years ago to go into the early career uh, field, uh, which now I, I look back saying I should have been doing this for years on. Um, the biggest problem for me is when I had to go out to some of my first campuses, um, and people can probably put themselves in this situation when they had to go back out to the first event they had to host, um, and I didn't really have a whole lot of training or support going into this. Um, is really falling into this imposter syndrome of trying to be somebody that I wasn't, you know. Um, you know, I wanted to go out there, you know, and be like this, you know, this speaker who spoke so great about the company and the organization and had all the right words. And, you know, you use the politician hand, you know, one that doesn't point, but the, you know, the politician hand and, and you try to come <laughs> off so eloquent and, you know, um, and, and, and it was just, it, it was, I was bumping heads because I was like, this is, this is not me. And I couldn't find out how to get over this hump. And uh, the biggest problem was trying to connect with students to attract them. Um, but I kept falling into this, like, you know, politician speaking mode where, you know, it just was not me. It just was not me. I'm a person who has a healthy addiction to social media. <laughs> I'm a person <laughs> who likes, you know, to engage and laugh. My grammar is not the greatest. Um, you know, um, and so I just realized like, this is just not me. And so I just had to kind of make some pivots, you know? Right. So I think that sort of anticipates this, this next question, which, uh, you, you're feeling you're not making the connection. It's not, it's, yeah. I, I authentic. um, no, yeah. You know, th yeah, this leads directly into the next one. So, you know, what I found out is that what drew me to early career was just, you know, the fact of really what it is. Like people coming early in their career, they're wanting to learn, they wanted to know information, they wanted to can engage. Um, they're looking for somebody for some information and some insight. And here I am as posing as this guy who, you know, knows everything about the organization, but I really wasn't sharing anything about, you know, the company. I was sharing just things about the company, wasn't giving really any good value besides that. And I found that students you know, they would, I was sitting in other people's info sessions and, you know, maybe there were people that were in the situation where they'd been recruiting for quite some time in their early career. And they would come to these info sessions and they would be the same way. And I was trying to be like them, but it was just kind of like, hey, we're here, boom, 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 15, 20 minutes, collect a resume and they were out. And I just thought to myself, like, this, this is not me. Like, I, I can't do this forever. So, um, you know, I wanted to make a connection with the students. And, and the only way that, you know, I could do that is just being myself and uh, showing, you know, really what my passion was, which was really just to kind of educate, you know, um, and use different platforms to educate people in those areas, right? So um, that was really- You know, it, sorry to cut you off. It just, it never occurred to me that, you know, perhaps this is why I often see stiffer presentations and i feel we when we talk to people about how to do great information sessions we, you know they want to do these big presentations and 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 they don't have nearly the level of interaction that they might be looking for and i'm wondering if a lot of it is because they've either been experienced or trained on more of that professional recruiting where the candidate's not likely to ask you for advice for instance and, and uh, uh maybe not even ask you that much about the process when they, they think it's fairly clear um, got such a different audience and, and it's bringing over those 
approaches that may not make as yeah. much sense. I, I totally agree. And it was just like, I'm not going to say some of these big companies I would sit on their presentations because I'm like, wow, they have like 300 people sitting in this conference room. Let me just hear what they have to say. And they would go in there like, hi, we're doing this, we're doing that, blah, blah, blah. We know it's from this product and this product. And, you know, they have an engineer talk for like five minutes and like, yeah, if you're interested, just go ahead and submit your resumes and, you know, they want to be done. And I don't know if that was just because they've been on the road, but I would sit in these presentations and I think to myself, like, gosh, like this just, is this going to be my life? You know, <laughs> like no kind of level of enthusiasm, no kind of passion. And I just realized I had to look at things, you know, and say like, okay, you know, if I'm going to do this and this is what I'm really passionate about, I have to really just change, you know, the way this is because I'm not going to stand out from any other company. I'm not going to stand out. Yeah. As a company would probably stand out, but um, I just found that my focus was going to change tremendously. And uh, you know, we can kind of get into that a little bit later, but uh but yeah, I just found out that, you know, the biggest problem was not making a real connection because you're just sitting there and you're not really giving any passion. The students are just getting kind of getting away with what they already knew about the company or the organization. Like if you were Apple or Google, they already know who Apple or Google is, right? So, you know, what are they leaving away with except for the fact that they want to leave their resume and they want to hear about one or two opportunities, you know, same thing with Intuit. Like, so yeah. why are they really coming there, right? Outside of the opportunity because you can't hire 200 people. You're not going to probably hire 200 people, all of them, right? So what insight can they get from somebody except for their career center, right? So do you, do you think it was limiting your impact, your ability to, to get students to engage with Intuit and, and, and apply or, 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 or get the right students or? Yeah, I, I think, you know, what I found out is that students weren't really connecting. I think Anybody can connect with any company if they really love about it. Most of them are really connected. If they have an iPhone in their hand, they're really connected with the organization, right? right? You know, if you're doing your taxes or you own a little small business, you know, um, or, you know, you're looking at personal finances through Mint, like you're connected to Intuit, right? Right. Um, and, and so I found out that it wasn't just the company that they were drawn to. Like I had to draw them in, right? Like what was I going to do? What was I going to do to draw these people in to me? So that way I have consistent pipeline a consistent, you know, flow, because I might be speaking to a room of 200 people, maybe 80% of those students are freshmen and sophomores that we normally wouldn't be able to hire because we're talking, we're using our intern headcount to convert over to full time. So what could I really do to really engage with these students? And so, you know, I kind of flipped the script a little bit um, to keep them engaged, right? And so, um, well, I'm, gonna be the fair, I'm gonna be the fair. I'm gonna be the fair panelist and let you ask the question, and then we'll talk. Yeah, about no, that's good. I propped it up there. Let's <laughs> add, let's. What 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 was the solution? How what 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 changed? What did you do? So it was becoming no longer just the salesman for Intuit. I mean, and I think a lot of people might be pivoting, and this might not be really new to a lot of people who are um, on this call in this video, um, and who are listening to us. And those who are listening, you know, feel free to go ahead, take notes, steal some of my ideas. I really just, you know, I don't care. Uh, whatever that that's helping you from this discussion, um, but I decided to be the uh, the subject matter expert, right? In all things interviewing, right? Like anything to be evaluated, anything about a process, and then if I didn't know it about technology, because I'm speaking primarily from the area that I feel knowledgeable about was in tech, um, I would bring tech experts, right? And I would tell them like the goal here is just to educate. You know, we will draw people in if you become the subject matter expert. Like, for instance, like I can go to a salesman and go try to buy a car, but I just feel like I'm just listening to somebody who's just trying to make a commission. That's all that's going through your head, right? Right. But 
if I go to YouTube and I watch a guy talk about the car that I'm looking to buy, and maybe this guy's only job is just talking about cars and talking about specific vehicles and he's breaking down different parts of it, I'm now more attracted to this guy. I'm now a subscriber to his videos because I want to know what this guy knows because whoever he is, he knows definitely a lot more than the guy who's just telling me, yeah, you know, this car has really good suspension. This car has, I mean, yeah, that's great. Let me go watch this video for like 10 minutes. And now I'm like, well, I'm going to hold off because I'm making my decision based on the subject matter expert. Now, this person might not be the expert, but he's my go-to person because he's fulfilling the information that I'm looking for. And I feel that way. A lot of students, they're looking for help. And right now they don't know where to get help. And to be quite honest, I can imagine that sometimes, you know, they're not going to always get all the information, probably from just going to a session here or there to with their career centers. Their career centers are awesome. They're doing a great job. But sometimes they're also looking for somebody who can be a little bit more personable, you know, and make somebody they can identify with. And so what I started doing is I started just hosting actual events. And this started like three years ago. We started using social media and we started using, you know, online events. And so um, right when Snap was really popular, we had some interns who turned me on to, you know, Snapchat. And I was like, what is this thing? And I was just using it for face filters. But I was thinking to myself, like, wait a second, what if I use this in a different way? What if I use this to recruit? Why don't I just call myself the intern guy? So I became this intern guy. And I started promoting like events and social media, I mean, events on campuses. And the way I started doing it was just promoting my events through social media by actually posting um, this creating ads. When nobody was really creating ads online, I would create ads, I would create an ad. And at the time, Snap was so cheap. I mean, I was posting an ad for like 40, you know, like $30 for a whole day to post over an entire school campus. Right. So whenever they were on Snap, my ad would show up like, hey, Charles is having this event or, you know, follow the intern guy. And then they would hop on me and they would hop on my account. And then I would basically have tips and tricks. And the next thing you know, I would post, hey, I'm going to be at this event, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I come to my event. There's 150 students that would just show up and say, hey, you're that intern guy. Right. So it just became a different way and different approach. And I found that I started finding my voice and being real comfortable mixing my healthy addiction to social media quotes um, <laughs> <laughs> around healthy okay got yeah, it healthy even healthier during covid right oh, yeah. <laughs> and um and, and then moving uh, students uh, in a direction where i wanted to so um so yeah so um i, I you're into implementation stuff i want to talk about i want to go back briefly though because i really liked your comparison to the car salesman yeah. Particularly because, you know, anybody who's been here and going to sold a car has probably run into those folks who they tell you what is on the website. And in fact, I've often found that I've got better information from the website than I can get from them. So it completely you know, takes away any, any credibility they have with me at all. Right? Yeah. Say, oh, wait, you're sure the Model S has the, the power windows too? <laughs> yes, I am. I, you know, that's why I'm here. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, but it's a great comparison because we hear this so often that, you know, if it's already on your website, why are you telling students this in your information session? And, you know, yeah. don't you want the ones who are more passionate and looking for something else? Yeah. Uh, and then your comparison again with this, you know, someone you find on YouTube who is speaking about cars in general and it's going to be more, you know, authentic, more truthful. Sure, they're more objective, but you, even though you're right in it, you have every reason to try to get them to come through into it. Uh, you, you're, you're, you're creating a sense of objectivity 
um, you know, that you that you're you're willing to uh, to go there with them, I guess, you know, in terms of, of that context. And I think that's that makes a lot of sense. I just, you know, I'm, I'm sure others have done this as well, but I think there's something to really learn from this. And what I'm hearing in terms of your implementation is, um, and you said it, you called yourself the intern guy. So you, you're creating your own persona, um, but it, yeah. it's an authentic persona. It's who you are. Um, yeah. As opposed to who you were beforehand, which was sort of a, a talking head, more formal than your casual self. Yeah, and I felt that it was the only way that I was going to, uh, you know, really engage students. And, and you know, I, I want to go right back to the top, you know, of, of this, uh, <laughs> of this uh, you know, of this discussion. Um, the reason I call it Can You Dig It? Uh, yeah. You know, one, because it stood out, because now people are wondering, like, what the hell is Can You Dig It? Like, let me just hop on here to find out what it was. And well, <laughs> there might be some people who hop on, okay, I get it, I get it. But um, I started using different methods of engaging. And the reason I saw can you dig it is can you relate? Um, and, and, and the reason why I use can you dig it because there's an old movie from back in the days called The Warriors. And, you know, the guy kept saying, can you dig it? So but it was basically can you relate? And I, I find out that, you know, the students were going to be more attracted to the subject matter expert. And then I would draw them in. And then they say, if this guy knows so much about uh, careers and opportunities and you know I've seen him you know all over the place about you know interviews and how to negotiate offers and everything else then this is the person I want to go to when he has to sell something right so you know if I bought a car from that guy who was telling me everything about the car and just giving me real points I don't feel comfortable buying a car from him right so yeah. if I'm giving you all of this information and then I say oh and by the way I'm looking for four, five intern roles that are full stack engineers, then well, hell, Charles, can you take my resume? Like, I really enjoyed your conversation. You know, you know, you seem like, you know, if this is what the kind of environment is like at Intuit and these are the kind of people, then I definitely want to be a part of that. And that was like, you know, okay, this is the gateway. Like, this was the confirmation. Um, and so we started doing that. And, you know, some of the things that we started doing uh, outside of just social media, when it goes back to your question about uh, what was your uh, solution and how do we implement some of our solutions? I'm going to kind of mix this yeah. up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we started doing things, you know, from the can you dig it uh, standpoint. How, you know, how did I relate to students? So uh, I'm looking down at the sheet here because I wanted to, you know, I had to jot down some of the ideas we had wrote down. So um, students were always concerned about questions they students, like students are coming into campus. They're trying to build relationships, right? Um, majority of these students, you know, uh, they, you know, unless they're masters or MBAs, um, you know, um, or coming back into, you know, the school, you know, career, um, a lot of them are fairly new to networking and engaging and building relationships. Right. And building relationships, I found out, is the biggest thing because this is the place where you're normally going to find your maybe your first love, your wife, or just build some great friendships, you know, um, or whatnot. Or, you know, you're just starting to branch out and get to mingle and, and engage with people. And so um, we would just change, um, I would change the format of our info sessions um, and really uh, draw students in. So right now, the whole dating app, um, what is the one of the dating apps? I think it's, I'm not sure if it's Tinder or Bumble. Tinder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you know, I, I didn't know really about the app, but someone was telling me about it. And so I said, you know, this would be a great concept for a class, you know, um, <laughs> and we'll use it towards career fairs, right? How do I, how do I engage in a career fair? How do I start the whole process? Who do I like, who do I not? We call the swipe, what, swipe, swipe left and swipe right. And we basically talked about this process of like, you know, the whole dating scene and how to engage and have conversations. Um, but we didn't use it in dating terms. We used it all in, you know, in working terms. And, you know, when you're starting this process of engaging, you're, you're at a career fair. Before you start this relationship for the company, 
you want to know a little bit about it, you know, but maybe you might be kind of scared to start initiating these conversations, right, Graham? And right. so what you're going so you to do is, are you going to go talk to the prettiest or the most handsomest or the most beautiful person in the room? I, as a young person, wouldn't start that route because I'd be too intimidated. So, you know, I'm going to go talk to, you know, all those, you know, who I feel more comfortable and feel more approachable. I'm going to get my confidence up and build up my conversation. Yeah. I'm going to feel, you know, okay, then, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of courage, you know, and then I might move on up. So by the time I got my swag and I got my lines, now I'm going to go, uh, go, you know, introduce myself to one of those bigger, you know, companies or the, or the hottest person in the room. And now I've already practiced my engagement. And so we would do this. And I found that the students were, but, but what if, you know, this company is like, it's okay. Sometimes people don't know how good they are until somebody cleans you up and makes you better which mm -hmm. why you might not necessarily get that superstar, but you might end up starting somewhere else and then they might realize how great you are. Like we would just have these conversations. I'm sorry, you're probably trying to interject. No, that. I was just gonna say, so, so you're actually coaching them on this. You're actually yes. walking through the steps, how to how to do this, how to make, so you're, 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 you're advising. And they're yeah. trusting you because you're in this business, you're recruiting and, and as you said, this is setting you up as this impartial consultant. You know, someone yeah. that, I love that. I wanna also just quickly pick up because people might have missed it. You mentioned when you first mentioned Snapchat, you weren't just talking about organic social media putting out posts, but you said you're spending 30 bucks to 40 bucks here. Um, so you were actually doing paid advertising to reach people who, who may not know you're out there yet, which I think is yeah. a really interesting point. Sometimes these social media platforms, you know, they may not be great places for recruiting um, and, and students may not want to be recruited, but it's a great place to advertise and tell them, hey, uh, we're going to be there. Um, and so that I, I, I wanted to pick that up because you, you know, when people just put stuff on their own social posts, they're, they're really just reaching people who know about them already for the most yeah. part. And when you're going out with advertising at not spending a lot, but you're actually able to target, Hey, let's find the people that aren't talking to us yet. So, yeah. Okay. And then we would do, I would do funny things. Like I, I have a person that would sit in my office, but we were at into it. And so I would tease her and, you know, I would throw things at her. We'd like, you know, she would say something crazy, but we just sat next to each other. And so everybody got to know who she was. But then what they were also seeing is the dynamic of the office, the surrounding, um, you know, any jokes I would make on campus, the food I was eating. They just got to see a culture. And, and, and that was really just drawing people in outside. So it was just subtle things. It was just very, very subtle hints without me like, like, hey, come work it into it. We got this. We got this. We got this. We got free food. We got, you know, you get a Mac or you get bitch. Like it was, it was very subtle. And I just drew people in. And what I started finding out is people were like, copying send me stuff over hey my friend told me to follow you he just a snap blah 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 so yeah brilliant you've probably covered this often around what what well i don't know if, uh, if you have anything else to say there if you want to jump onto this trickier one which is i mean next time well it's always the next time you're, you're this is a continuous thing i'm sure for you um are there some things that didn't work out along the way yeah you know what i think there are just certain platforms you just can't you know that are just not going to be great Okay. Um, you know, or that just weren't, you know, using wrong platforms for the wrong thing. Uh, you know, of course, you know, you would love to, you know, uh, do everything through Instagram, but some students, you know, are not going to be Instagram. Some students are not going to live that way. Some engineers are not on there because they're too, you know, focused behind a computer, right? right. Um, so maybe, you know, it's really just having a podcast and being on podcasts and collaborating with people, or, or maybe it's, it's going live and saving it and telling, pointing people to a certain place when they're ready for it. Um, you know, I think what, you know, what didn't go well is the fact, and the one thing that I just kicked myself for, what would I even do differently is the fact that I waited so long. 
right? Because I think the biggest problem for any of us, you know, who've been in this space for quite some time, we feel uncomfortable getting ourselves and putting ourselves out there. But the unfortunate thing is the same way that you feel about putting yourself out there, a student that you're trying to connect with is having that same problem from, you know, an in-person and physical approach to people. They're having a difficult time. Why? Because that's not their realm. And we keep trying to push students to be in a realm that they're not so comfortable with. But we should be going to places that we're not comfortable with and putting ourselves on the line. We wonder, well, why are kids posting every picture they have to post, every single picture they have to post, every picture with them at the beach or what they're eating and everything else? That's their world. Right. And the only way you're going to get in their world is if you act like because they're not going to come here. Yeah. And so, you know, this lets me feel like I'm 20 years in the industry, right? Because I'm having, I'm so comfortable with being, in, you know, in person, even having this video conversation sometimes is sometimes can be very uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, but you know what, it's getting out of there and putting yourself out there um, and not really worrying about what other people think. I think once we start realizing what other people think is when we actually hinder exactly how we do. And it's so funny because we tell our kids, we tell our nephews and our nieces, like, don't worry about what other people think. And we say, go ahead and make that video. It's like, I don't know. What do people think? You know, <laughs> I don't, I, what do yeah. people think about me? You know, you know, we jumped on TikTok with a friend. I told her, Hey, you're really good. You should really hop on TikTok. I think you would really get a lot out of it. And, you know, I started doing it too. And next thing you know, we set all these different levels of engagement. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I thought it was just a dancing app, but now we've all realized it's greater than dance dancing. Um, there's a lot of people learning things. Same yeah. thing with Clubhouse, same way. It's just, I, sh I should have put myself out there a lot sooner. And that way I can pull in more people for the brand that I was supporting, which is currently right now into it. Great. So um, ladies, it sounds like most of your giving of information of advice and support was through social channels or were you sometimes actually pre-pandemic on campus doing workshops oh or? yes yeah. oh yes when we were on campus that was a beautiful thing as well i mean the fact is is that you know um we did you know all kinds of different approaches um and we just like i said we connect them to like things that they felt comfortable with right we did right. things that you know that we would just you know make the topics really relatable I, I, and i always use it about relationships you know um mm -hmm. or we would use it for dating or we would do it for like you know socials like going out like hey you know what you know a lot of students don't understand the process of the whole evaluation process from from initiating to getting to the offer so right. we came up right. with this thing is like you know how to get to the part how to get into the party how to get into the club Right. And so I know this is going to be really redundant, but we would talk about, you know, well, who when you first get to the door, who is there? There's a bouncer. That's either your applicant tracking system or that's the person who's sourcing out the resumes and they're looking at them. And if you're not worried, if your resume doesn't look good, you're, you're not basically you know, going to get in. So you have to work on the resume and we give some resume tips on how it should look. Same way. If you get to a club, if you're not wearing the right outfit, you're not getting through the door. Right. Yeah. And yep. then you get through the door and it's just kind of like, okay, then now you're in. All right. But if you want to get to that velvety red rope, there's some things you have to do, right? You have to talk to the right people. You have to move your way around. You have to know how to navigate and negotiate and then see if you can get behind that red velvet, which is possibly the interview and engaging with the management. So we walk through these different steps and we yep. walk through a way that related to them. So that way they can dig it, you know, <laughs> and yeah. we would get to this point where we would make students really relate. And we were not even talking about into it, but we would take 10 minutes to talk about into it and about our products and everything else. But that was not necessarily our title of our program or our, our info session. 
It was about educating. And then we would talk five or 10 minutes about into it. But by the time it was over, I had more people reaching out to me and following up with me and then referring me. And it just was, you know, one of those things. So it was just being relatable. Brilliant. And getting out of your comfort zone. That's brilliant. Um, we're definitely going to have to go a couple minutes over, but as I need no, to I'm ask, sorry. I probably talked too no, much. No, this, no, no, it's all great information. So don't, don't apologize. Um, I do need to ask you though. So ha- these are these in-person events, which I'm sure are highly impactful. Have you been able to do virtual workshops or, or things or have these topics been more challenging to get people to come out for a virtual version of this, or has it been under your info session kind of banner? You know, have you, how have you done that? I'm sorry, one more time. So the question is, is have I gone virtual and you're not able to go on person campus and hold these workshops about networking? Have you been able to do some sort of workshops virtually? Oh, yes. So we've done quite a few workshops and uh, they've actually been great, especially when we're targeting um, certain campuses. So there's some pluses and some minuses to to traveling. I mean, we all kind of miss being on the road. And, you know, I know a lot of us do. Um, and some of us don't, um, but you know, what made it great was the fact that I can do multiple follow-ups and do different events all within maybe possibly the same day. So we did like an uh, HBCU, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, HBCU uh, bus tour. But you know what? We had, you know, three events, you know, um, all within like a day and a half with three different HBCUs. And the fact is, is that we were on a bus, but, you know, we tried to make everything like virtual and we made it like really fun with games and engagement online. Um, but we didn't have to like worry about hotels and flights and who was all going to be there. It was just like, do you have an hour of your time from this time to this time? And we can do this rodeo show, like this road show, right? And we do this road show all within three days. And then at the very end, we both pulled everybody into like the big largest engagement that we would have. And it was just really fun and engaging and it didn't take a whole lot of effort. So um, it just depended on how you were networking and what social sites you were on and pulling people along, right? You know, we just transferred some of our income that we were using for, tra- uh, for flights for just different levels of engagement for marketing. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so the money that was going to travel now is going to marketing, make sure people were being there. Uh, you've, you've shared a couple of recommendations already. Is, I don't know if there's anything we missed. You, it sounded like your biggest one was just, just get out of, get started and, and sort of- Yeah, uh, I would- barriers. Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I would tell people also is, you know, just get beyond yourself. Uh, You know, um, if you know, you have to be the actual product, uh, you know, you have to be the product. And I think before I was just trying to be the recruiter uh, for the company, but you actually have to be the actual product, you know, more than they do. When I went was first told I had to go to Stanford as my first campus recruiting, I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, these students, they're so intelligent, they're so smart, they're geniuses, like I'm going to come in there and I'm going to say something wrong or in the sentence incorrectly. Um, by the time the following year, when I realized who I was and really what they wanted, um, you know, people looked at me like I was the genius and I was smart because they never heard somebody speak this way. They never heard this kind of information. Um, and so um, I felt really comfortable. And like I said, I'm not, I, I'm by all means, I am not the, the expert of social media. I'm not the expert in engaging with students and, you know, but what I am expert is being myself right and i'm just bringing my whole self to the discussion and i feel like you know i'm very good at connecting with individuals and i have information i think that people will need and i think if you have information that you think that would be valuable and you bring your special uniqueness to this whole process i think that you'll become the subject matter uh, that that expert that people are looking for whether that's in nursing uh, whether that's in the medical field, whether that's, you know, in the sciences, you know, or just like myself in tech, or even in finance, 
um, you know, you have valuable information and insights that people are looking for, secrets that people want to know, and you just and have them really just put it, you know, those pieces together and realizing they want to know that information. And so, um, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. And as you said, the thing you're the most, the greatest expert at is being yourself. And yeah. you have a whole bunch of information and, you know, ideas that will be very helpful to students in their job search. And, and that's something that often doesn't get out there. You don't get the chance to talk to them. Well, here's how to be better at networking. Here's a better way yeah. to engage with people. Um, it's not your, your perceived job. And I, I, I don't, I'm sure you're not alone. And I'm sure there's other employers picking up on this and figuring, figuring that out. But there's an awful lot of them still being their sort of more formal selves in these roles. And I think that's a, a really important invitation you've given them to, to yeah. let them be themselves, bring their character to what they're doing. And uh, I think they're going to have much more of students' attention by doing so. Yeah, you nailed them on the head. Charles, thank you very much for this half hour. Boy, it went very fast. I really appreciate your time. I know oh, you won't be able to hear the applause from the attendees, but they can uh, throw some applause and thank yous into the into the chat there and, and join me in, in just saying you thank, thank you very much. I hope we stay connected and, and we hear more from you in the future. No worries. No worries. I'm not sure if there was any questions. I know that we are wrapping up. Uh... You know what? Why don't I just do this quick plug for the next session, and then and we'll take a couple questions. There are there's one or two in there. I want to let everybody know who who does need to depart. That two weeks from now, same time, we'll be doing uh, creating virtual recruiting events that rise above the noise with Lisa Kramer, who's director of enterprise uh, campus recruiting and early top programs at Emo Financial Group. Uh, and their tour was both Canada and U.S., so they were all they were all over the place. And they actually used the term the bus tour, as you were just saying yourself, Charles. So yeah. Um, so I want people to be aware of that. That's coming up next. But let me take a quick look. We had a lot of thank yous in here, but I do think there was a question right off the top here. Yeah, from Laura Summers. Charles, what advice do you have on getting students to engage and show up to events in a virtual environment? Yeah, so there's a few things that um, uh, we've done. And, you know, this could be helpful. Um, I'm giving away all my secrets, but <laughs> it's okay. I think, uh, you know, we're all for the common goal. Uh, we all know that the highest attrition in any employment is early career. So, um, so you know, if I give you a tip and you get somebody, you might only have them for two years before they come to me. So I don't really care. It's a business. Um, yeah. So, you know, I think this question comes from uh, Laura uh, Summers. So there's a few things that we did. We know that everyone's fatigued about early, you know, about showing up to info sessions or going virtually. Um, but what we did is that, you know, um, what we did is we would say something like, you know, hey, going to give you the top 10 secrets you know, to get into a company, um, you know, do not miss it must be on camera, you know, to hear all the details. Um, and then we tell people like, you know, hey, you know, and we would talk about networking. And the biggest thing that I found out is when I tell people like, you never know who's in this room, we've invited some, you know, very some managers, we've invited certain, you know, leaders to this discussion, who are hiding behind different names, because they don't want to really engage. So if you want to, uh, you know, be noticed, I encourage you to hop online and show your face, right? Um, when we started saying that, that we have certain people in the audience, some decision makers who are in the audience, um, you know, that, uh, you know, are listening and using a different profile, then we start seeing these faces. And what we would tell them, this is what we do. We would tell the students, you know, give them examples on how to have your, um, your background stand out from everybody else's. So we would say like, for instance, you know, you have brainstorm on the back of your green screen, right? You know, on your mm -hmm. platform back there, right? Mm -hmm. So we say, put your name, put the school, your year, your email address and your area of focus. What would end up happening, you know, that would happen. We'd have students like, if you don't wanna do all of that, go ahead and just use a bit.ly, 
you know, um, and just put, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, I can't even think the word of it, but just short put URL this, in there. Yeah. Put, yeah. Put the short URL on there, you know, or, you know, put the QR code on your picture in the background and somebody <laughs> can just go ahead and screenshot that and send it over to you. Once we started doing that, uh, Laura, we started having more engagement. Uh, we would also do certain things to have, you know, just some icebreakers that we do too. Uh, we'd have gift cards where I would do gift cards. And what we do also is we, we have a scavenger hunt. The first person to bring back such and such and show it on screen, um, you know, and we do like whoever got the, the highest quantum points that would win the gift card, right? So that got people running around their house to go get something, but the energy was up. Everybody was feeling alive. Everybody was <laughs> laughing because somebody came back with a pink sock. Like, I got a pink sock, you know? It was like, all right, you know, you got the first pink sock, whatever. All right. Now, the next person could bring back a screwdriver. Like, what student has a screwdriver in their dorm or they're like, they're running around the house. So, um, so it was fun. Uh, so, but those are kind of things that, you know, you just have to do. Uh, it seems uncomfortable, but believe me, when you put a $25 gift card or a $50 gift card out there uh, for a prize, you know, uh, even if it was out of my own pocket, I'd be like, I just got to do this, right? So, um, you know, some companies are really strict about doing those kind of things about giving out money. But for the most part, um, it's just level of engagement. You know, how do you going to engage and pull people, you know, out of the norm? And so those are some of the things that we do. Fantastic. Thank you again, Charles. Uh, quick note, um, somebody's just asked about sharing recording. We'll, we'll uh, send an email out to everybody that registered with the recording. And you're certainly welcome to share it. There'll be a link to the page where they can share it. Uh, Charles, I'll, I'll capture one statement here. Uh, Susan Shaw says, thank you, Charles. Loved your presentation. You inspire me. And I think that was very inspirational. Oh, thank uh, you so much. It's all fired up with some good ideas. And thank have you. a rest of your day. Thanks for your time today. All right. You guys take care. And for those who are in Texas, I wish you well. God bless you guys. Stay strong. Stay warm. Yeah, stay strong. Stay warm. Exactly. Best all right, guys. Take care. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Campus Talent Lab podcast. For more information and to join the community, please visit www.campustalentlab.com.